Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, 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 welcome to episode 95 of Japan according to Akio. Um, yeah, it's been not a long time, but You know, it's been a little a while if you're listening to this as it drops. If you're a regular listener, much appreciated.、Um, I give a quick shout out to a listener who gave me some feedback.、Uh, we get, I, I go in, you know, just get you caught up on some、uh, bundle of YouTube stuff that, that I've been compiling、uh, over the past、uh, week, week and a half, plus、uh, another Olympic update. And、uh, of course, my Halloween post wrap, you know,、uh, reporting live. From the nitty gritty streets of Japan. <laughs> I, I just, you know, give you that and, and give you actually a hidden gem that's been,、um, that I uncovered on、uh, YouTube, which will give you a bit of historical context about、um, Japan and how,、um, you know, things, trends kind of form and change over time here in Japan. It got really deep, you know, I broke it down, quite impressed with myself, really looking forward to listening to it. <laughs> But yeah,、um, besides that, I'm gonna leave it there. A lot of stuff to unpack in this episode. So enjoy. Yo, everyone, what's going on? Welcome to episode 95 of Japan According to Akil. Sorry for the delay. Sorry things got a little hectic, but we're back.、Um, I might sound a little different because we'll get to it. I'll explain. But I got some feedback on. The episode. A lot of stuff was going on. You know, as you probably, if you're a regular listener, you know there was no、uh, lesson. Not,、oh, geez, I've been working so much. <laughs> Sorry. There was no,、um, whatchamacallit? There was no episode last week because, you know, schedule wise, life wise, I got a bit caught up in, in everything. I'll explain it in a second. But、um, first, I have to give a shout out to my man, Rod.、I、won't give you other information. But, Rod, I got an email for questions for me at questions for Akio.、Um, I'm hoping it doesn't pick up my breathing. I was listening to the, I don't know. If, if the audio here sounds funny, you hear my breathing, you hear whatever.、Um, I got some feedback about the audio levels. From Rod, really constructive email, nothing bad at all. But、um, so I'm trying to figure out my levels and things like that.、Uh, I'm turn, turning up the volume, turn it up, and I'll see if that makes a difference. I have to listen to it on the playback, but don't really have the time to、um, play with it too much because I'm really behind schedule and a lot of other work. That I need to get done. As you guys know, this is more of a hobby kind of thing for me. Not downplaying, like, you know, my、um, talking to you guys, but、uh, again, like, I, I just gotta keep it, keep it moving, keep it moving. So,、um, pretty much, let me, well, let me look at my levels, my output <laughs> as I talk. Okay, I'm, I'm guessing I'm, I'm kind of okay, I'm guessing. So, that, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Whatever. Again, I'll listen to it. But, but let me just give you guys a recap on what's going on. I'm recording this on November 1st. So, October is over. Halloween is over here in Japan. And way before that shit was a wrap, like Christmas has already started in full swing here in Japan, especially here in Tokyo. 
if you're a long-time listener, you know that this is kind of like the most kind of depressing part of living in Japan for me because Christmas comes so goddamn early in this fucking country. Like, I'm talking like the area that I work in, they do this whole big um, Christmas display thing, you know. Um, it's kind of like a mall area. And they were putting that shit, like Halloween was what, Thursday, it was yesterday. They were putting that shit up on Tuesday. Like, Halloween hadn't even come yet, and the Christmas tree's up there, and I'm just like, God damn it. Like, you know, like, come on, man. It's fucking October. Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, that's part of, like, living here. And so I'm just reminded constantly of the fact that I'm not in America every November, um, you know, because it doesn't fucking feel like Christmas at all. Like, you know, when you got goddamn little kids running around and motherfucking, like, Mickey Mouse costumes and shit like you know and I gotta look at a goddamn Christmas tree over here it's like the most confused ass backwards shit in the world but hey whatever but anyway um I got sidetracked but again I'm adjusting the levels um I know sometimes my breathing comes up on the podcast I don't really know what to do hold on let me let me let me I can still hear myself breathing (laughs) sorry sorry you guys again um I don't know. I don't have. I mean, this. If you're a long-time listener, you know the mic that I have currently is. I'm adjusting it so it's not like on my nose, but it's a lot better than the mic I had before. But it's not necessarily like perfect, perfect. So um, it, it it does pick up um, a lot of other stuff. Like it picks up my breath. I, I hear. I notice it. I mean, hopefully you guys don't notice it, but I notice it when I listen to the audio. So um, my apologies for that. Down the road, you know, um, when I'm able to hit my next level, I'll, be, I'll afford like a really fucking nice mic. But uh, but now I just got to work with what I got. So you got to listen to me breathe if you can hear it. You know, but um, but again, uh, Rod, like, man, thanks. Thanks a lot for the uh, email. Like, you know, just words of encouragement. I appreciate it. Again, questions for Akil, you know, feed my ego. No, <laughs> no. But um, constructive criticism is, is also really, really um, welcome. Just, you know, any feedback, letting you know. Honestly, what you think of the podcast? I'm uh, again compared to what the shit the shit that I was doing when I first started this motherfucker. Like, like you know, I'm sure if you're a long time listener, you can kind of tell that I'm actually trying to put my best foot forward in the podcast and give you something that you know will be useful and entertaining. You know, regardless of whether you're just interested in Japan, all things Japan, or actually planning on coming here for them fucked up ass Olympics that are gonna go down in about a year, <laughs> we we gonna get to a oh, fuck it. Let's just get to it now. All right, all right. So, um, oh yeah, let me let me recap my schedule first. So pretty much like what was going on was um, last like I I kind of had to work a bit of uh, work through my day off last week. So normally my normal day that I re- I record. I didn't, you know, I was just like really, really fucking out of it and tired just for working, you know, working like a couple of weeks in a row. And um, I was like, fuck it, I'll just record on Monday or Tuesday, I believe, you know. And then my son got a fever. He came down with, um, he got sick. So um, it was all hands on deck for that. So he's everything's finally back to normal now. Everyone's sleeping. So... Um, I can kind of, you know, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, get back to like a normal recording schedule. So I have like a, this and, you know, my other work, um, you know, pretty much like almost a week worth of recording that I'm really backed up on. I mean, 
you know, I have some people following me, listening to me. Um, you know, not my audience is growing in the Japan realm, but I'm still relatively unknown. Speaking speaking of which, I'll just give some general advice to everyone. You know, um, I'm really into the online marketing space and, and things like that. TikTok is going to be the way that you're going to go, regardless of whatever you you want to um, advertise on. If you want to check me out on TikTok. You know, show me some love, get my numbers up. It's it's all stuff related to. It's not really anything relevant to you guys. I'm just letting you know. It's all um, English study stuff. Is is really where I'm going with. But um, I am on TikTok at at a k i l dot w a t s o n. Let me let me make sure I got this shit right <laughs> before I give out like the wrong shit and you and you end up like following somebody completely different. But um, yeah, it's akil a k i l dot w a t s o n. Uh, at on TikTok, but you know, again, it's um, it's probably not gonna be interesting for y'all. I'm just doing like listening practice and stuff like that for but Japanese people. But I'm putting this on the podcast specifically for the Made in Japan podcast. Um, you know, uh, my buddy Mel. Like again, like whatever you're doing, this should be a part of your um, you know, strategy. Figure it out. Definitely. Um, the numbers are definitely there. Uh, again, I just. I'm not really focused on uh, like this account is not really related to this. That's why I don't do it. But um, for people outside of Japan, showcasing what life is like in Japan is is definitely there. I just don't have the time to the, to do it right now. Like literally, I'm just like adding more and more shit that I'm piling on the list of shit that I'm doing on the Japanese side. So in the future, I really want to get to it, you know. But again, I gotta make that paper first. I gotta get the paper, <laughs> get that paper, then I can get some time on my hands, and then I can fuck with you guys like online. But for now, sorry, you just you get this podcast, and that's about it. My my. IG's dead in the water, like all this shit's fucking all over the place. You know, you know how it is. You know the story of my life right now. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much brings you up to date to now. So it's just been a crazy week back and forth. I'm finally getting things back to normal, um, and just getting settled back into my normal routine. I'm itching to like record this, uh, do some other recording with something else, so that I can kind of get the ball back on on track again so so it's not you know originally i was like i'm going you know i missed last week so i'm gonna give him like a two hour bonanza fucking podcast like nah she ain't gonna happen tonight i'm sorry like i'm sorry we're just gonna go normal time normal speed go through what i got and then we're just gonna call it a, a night there um I wanted to do a makeup episode but just the timing of it and the amount of other stuff that i have to do this is just gonna be you know last week is just didn't really have a podcast so um this is gonna be this week's don't expect like a bonus one sorry you guys um i'm just i'm just gonna blast you guys in the face <laughs> i'm gonna blast you guys in the face with some with some um with some shit from japan <laughs> oh my gosh okay all right yes 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 i know I know. All right. So pretty much one of the big stories that's broken here in Japan related to the Olympics, more Olympic bashing. Yay. Like I talked about before. Um, I can't remember if I talked about in the previous episode. Probably. I believe I did. I believe I did. Yeah, I did. Was the fact that the um, that the whatchamacallit yeah 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 yeah. i think i'm I'm looking back at my photos to to remember like what the fuck i talked about in the last episode but um yeah i can really hear my breathing on this so 
Can you guys hear that?、Uh, let me know. Again,、um, I'll, I'll listen to it on the, the, the final edited version of the podcast. I'm really hoping it. I'm like half out of breath because I'm trying not to breathe that hard on this episode. So I'm just going to apologize for my breathing on this episode. You know, I have a feeling it's going to come up.、Um, you've heard some terrible audio from episodes in the past, and、um, this is probably going to be another one of those. So just work with me. It's, 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 it's going to probably be. A work in progress.、Um, I might just go back to my original settings if I don't like what I hear.、Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out together as you know, we do. But I'm just going to stop like holding my breath as I talk, basically, because I think I'm going to like pass out halfway through the podcast if I do it that way. So you'll probably hear me breathing quite a bit more. It's coming through the, my, my mic, and I don't know. I don't like it, but whatever. All right. So anyway.、Um, Previously, you probably heard me talk about the fact that the,、um, for the Olympics, the marathon、uh, race and the speed walking race were being moved to Sapporo, which is in northern Japan. Now, the thing is, like, that race was,、um, was pretty much was a few days ago, or I believe when I did the previous episode, was being thought about, but the decision came down from the IOC like, fuck it, you guys gotta go to fucking Sapporo, fuck that shit. But here's the thing, like, and you might think, like, if you know anything about Japan, G- Japanese geography, Hokkaido is three, <coughs> several main islands, I wanna say four, Hokkaido, Honshu, which is, Hokkaido is like the tippy top, kind of like the Alaska of Japan. Uh, Honshu, which is the big main part of Japan, Kyushu and Shikoku. I always get them confused, which is which, but um, which are two little like turds coming out the poo, <laughs> little turd type islands coming out of the bum of Honshu, and that's what it kind of looks like. And then you have Okinawa sprinkling, sprinkling pooplets <laughs> in the Pacific Ocean, okay, <laughs> but um. I'm not saying they're shit places. I'm just saying they look like turds. I mean, that sounds even worse. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>、um, what I'm saying is you can compare their geographic layout to poop coming out of like something. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> they're great places. I've been there. I love them. All right.、Um, but, um, but yeah. So the thing is like, Hokkaido, which Sapporo is in the、um, Hokkaido, which is the northernmost island of Japan. And, you, and you know, if you don't live here and you're not really too familiar or whatever, I don't fucking know, you have no choice, which apparently the IOC does,、uh, doesn't. Like,、um, you would think because, you know, like I've told you so many times, it's fucking hot as balls here in summertime and humid as balls and fucking dangerously hot. They're like, fuck it, move it as much north as possible into Sapporo. They just. Demanded, we demand it, you know.、Um, but the thing is, you know, a lot of students, and that is true, that Sapporo in Hokkaido in summer is generally equally as hot and humid, if not more hot and humid, as、uh, regular Japan recently. Historically, you know, that was the place you go to to escape the summer heat because it didn't really have like、uh, rainy season and summer was a lot drier. But recently, the heat. You know, global warming, whatever planetary climate change, whatever the fuck you want to call it, has been really affecting like, the climate here. I've heard it from Japanese people as well. I've heard, seen it on the news where the temperature is about the same as it is like here. You know, it gets、uh, Celsius 33 plus degrees. So even if it's basically a crapshoot, if they're going to get nicer weather or like this equally as or even more hot weather. Like I remember several years ago. 
um, when I first was aware that like the weather it gets fucking hot as hell in Hokkaido was like there was this event I believe like even in like early October or something like that and like a bunch of high school kids got heat stroke in like September or October or something like that in like a town like in northern Hokkaido that's what it was I believe it was for like their sports festival day which is like in October and like it was like you know 33 34 degrees and a whole bunch of kids got sent to the hospital you know in like northern fucking Japan you know so so pretty but pretty much like the IOC and and they got to kind of cover their asses cuz they just screwed the pooch on this one so you know uh, again like you'll hear you know the government the Tokyo mayor's upset and everything like that um but Again, there's really that's the only thing they can do, and one thing about Japan, which is an article which I found, um, was this yeah today. Um, I'll read it. It's uh, Tokyo Olympic golf must be moved because of heat. Politician tells IOC. So one thing uh, I think I've talked about is Japanese people love complaining, especially after something after the fir- people don't like to be the first person to complain, but once one person complains. A lot of other people will kind of jump on the bandwagon and start to complain here. So what basically happened was, um, you know, I didn't read the article. I just just from the headline, I can imagine what happened. A politician, you know, because the IOC is kind of broken ranks and people who secretly are like really, really concerned about the heat or just want something to complain about. I don't know which might be the case, but um, are, you know, now that, the dam has been broken, if you will, like of complaints about the heat and the weather. People are just coming out of the wood, not coming out of the woodwork, but other people are, you know, coming out and be like, yeah, fuck this weather. <laughs> and so they're moving the marathon, move all this shit, get it out of here, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and so I guess another politician came out and was saying, like, you know, it's dangerously hot, it needs to be moved to and stuff like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's, I, I don't know, I won't even speculate beyond that, but. You know, um, as we get close, I mean, you might think, like, why is everyone saying this shit now? Why wouldn't people talk about this shit, like, a year ago? But that's kind of how things work. And I feel like people, especially after the summer that we had, you know, which is really fucking hot, like, dangerously hot, like, you know, it's getting down to crunch time. It's like cover, maybe cover, cover your ass time. It's starting to happen in, in around the Olympic Committee, you know, and that's probably what's going to start happening more and more. So, you know, only, only like I'm telling you, like I hate to say it, I hate to, you know, hear it happen, but I'm really, really concerned for these athletes coming to Japan to compete. And I'm even more concerned for, um, um, you know, tourists coming. Like Notorious B.I.G. said, somebody got to die. <laughs> somebody got to die. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hate to make light out of it, but I mean, it's true. I'm just warning you so that if you see it, I hope it doesn't happen. But if you, if it doesn't happen, I'll be like really thankful that I'm wrong and that it's a miracle. But if it does happen, I don't want you to be surprised at like all the, oh my God, the weather is so dangerous reports. It's like, yo, Everybody who lives here knows, you know, everybody knows this shit. So I don't know why it's like such a fucking, you know, mystery or such a like, oh shit, we got to move it. It's like, yo, don't fucking have me. I don't, I don't know, whatever. You, but, you know, it's all economics. You you're, you can watch any like bullshit ass mini documentary on why fucking nobody fucks with the Olympics anymore. And you understand the deal. So anyway, that's that. 
Uh, you can check that one out. And again, just to keep you up to, if you're a reporter or anything, give you some inside information, some shit to, you know, whatever. If you're one of the eight and a half people who listen to this bullshit, <laughs> like you got some inside information going on right there. All right. Um, let me let me, let me rewind back to a few things. So, oh yeah, uh, another interesting thing that happened. Speaking of petty, speaking of pettiness, and and you know how complaints roll in Japan. So, if you remember before, um, if you're you know a listener, you remember before I talked about the NHK guy who uh, went off on <laughs> an epic rant. You know, on NHK, which is, if you're not, not familiar with NHK, it's the um, public broadcasting network here in Japan, similar to BBC, mandatory payment. Okay, okay, I gotta give you some some information. Ah, shit. Okay, I'll give you some information, some inside information. Okay, so, basically, they might come for my ass for saying this shit on, 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 on the fucking oh, internet, but whatever, fuck it. I'm doing this for you guys. So basically, NHK is a um, TV channel, national TV channel, and it, which is funded by payments from the citizens. And it's mandatory payments, but currently, you know, and as long as I lived in Japan, there have been no penalties for non-payment. I mean, you can get sued for it, but... The only person that I know that actually got sued for it, I mean, another one or two stories in the headlines for people who just openly is like, fuck NHK, we're not paying you. But this, this fuck NHK dude or the, um, I forgot his name, the, I'll let you read the article. The article is um, NHK sues head of minor political party over unpaid subscription fees. One more time. And it's a Japan Times article. NHK sues head of minor political party over unpaid subscription fees. And this, I actually read this because, you know, the headline caught me. I'm familiar with the story. I like the story. The interesting thing is NHK just went petty on his ass just to kind of like test his gangster a little bit because, and test his pockets, I believe, too. And try to hurt his pockets because like. It might sound like, oh, shit, you know, they coming at him for, like, a grip, like, you know, 10 stacks or 10 racks or some shit like that. Dude owes, like, I want uh, two months payment for uh, 4,560 yen. That's, like, again, just divide by 100. That's, like, 45 U.S. dollars, pretty much, equivalent. of You know, so it's about, like, 15, 20 bucks a month or something like that fee. That you pay for any that you're supposed to pay for NHK mandatory. You're gonna be getting the invoices and bills whether you have a TV or not. Once you move to Japan, you're gonna be getting billed for NHK because be, you know the courts have kind of said that just being in Japan means you have access to the network, so you gotta pay. Now, with that, you might be like, "Fuck that." With that said, a lot of people, young people, foreign people, don't pay. I'll tell you my personal story. Like now. We pay for it, you know, um, I live with my in-laws, so they're Japanese, you know, I can't really jump out the window like, fuck that, we ain't paying shit up in this piece, I can't really do that, <laughs> you know, I don't really have the, the, the stature to really, you know, lay my hand foot down like that, but when me and my wife were living in Tokyo for, um, and the whole time I was living in Tokyo, and you know, before moving here, um, I paid for a little while, and then I was like, man, fuck this shit. 
<laughs> Basically, I was just like, man, fuck this shit. What the fuck am I paying this shit for? <laughs> and so I stopped paying. And I did have a bit of an encounter. And, you know, because there's the NHK man. Like, if you don't pay after a while, they'll send you notices, send you notices, send you notices. Then they'll send the collector to you, right? So the collector will knock on your door. I've heard other coworkers say the same thing. Come to your door. Well, I'll just tell you what happened with me first. So... Um, at the time, I could speak Japanese, but, you know, the NHK guy came, he knocked on, like, oh, middle-aged dude, gray hair, he looked like, you know, wearing a suit, a little raggedy-looking suit, like, you know, he's been through a lot. <laughs> I hate to say it, but <laughs> he looked a little bit weathered, you know, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, professional, but weathered, and so, um, so, dude, he was like, you know, he knocked on the door, and I, was, I, I saw him, and I was like, okay. And then he's like, NHK? And typically, you know, I tend to use, again, just to get it. I did it actually the other day. If you can speak Japanese, one thing you can do is use your language as a weapon, you know, um, or use stereotypes of you as a weapon. I've talked about it in dating as well. Um, but, you know, preconceived notions about you, you can kind of use, you can weaponize that shit if you want to or, you know, if you're so inclined. I don't like to do it too much it's like it's like the force man you can use that shit for good you can use it for bad i try and you know um use stereotypes of myself for good you know either breaking people's preconceived notions of myself or um just you know um using it to kind of connect with people and sometimes i gotta use it to get myself out of trouble you know and i mean not like big shit but like like you know or get myself out get get you know uh lubricate my way <laughs> i'm talking dirty tonight what am i talking about like <laughs> i haven't been on the mic for a while you know but you know lubricate lubricate the situations to slide on through <laughs> If you know what I'm talking about. Um, and so I'll give you a few quick examples of it. So when the NHK guy came in, <laughs> Jesus, lubricate the situation, slide through. Jeez. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> that, sorry. Okay, anyway. Um, so the NHK man, one night, he. He came uh, one day, one after my, one place I lived, like in, in um, Megaro, really. Um, sorry, um, you know, I'm flossing a little bit. When I lived in Megaro, you know, a really, really um, central Tokyo kind of area where my social life was really popping. <laughs> and so, um, like, basically, you know, he was, he was like, hey, he's K. And I was like, oh, okay. I knew what it was because I knew I hadn't been paying for a while. And so immediately... I turned off my Japanese switch. You know, I just put in the puppy dog, I'm lost, kind of foreigner, new in Japan eyes. Like, huh? What? What's going on? What are you talking about? You know, and he, he, yeah, he's like, I believe he, he didn't even catch on because he asked me in Japanese if I could speak Japanese. And I was like, no. <laughs> Normally that happens a lot too. Like, you know, if it was America, people would kind of catch on, but like, wait. I just was talking to you in Japanese, and you knew exactly what the fuck I was saying, but you're telling me you can't speak Japanese, so, but in Japan, people get kind of like, oh shit, English, fuck, you know, people who don't have language ability, so, um, the, yeah, so he was like, oh, okay, he just kind of gave up and was like, alright, never mind, and then he just left, and after that, I never got a payment notice from AHK again, so... <laughs> 
I'm, I'm not saying it'll work for you. This was like a minute ago. This is years ago. You know, they. I'm, I'm guessing because more and more younger Japanese people aren't paying as well. I mean, I've heard rumors about it. I'm pretty sure, just from the state of Japan. I'm really sure it's true because, like, ninety five percent of my students, like twenty five and under, don't watch TV. They, you know, I'm sure it's the same way. You know, cable cutters like more so in Japan just because TV. In Japan, um, people, one, don't really have K. Japan is, I can talk about this for a little bit. Japan isn't as much of like a, um, a TV culture here. So, like, you know, people don't really go cable, satellite, TV, 500 channels. Like, that's not real. I remember, like, back in the day, you know, um, my in laws had cable and it was like, like 20 channels or 30 channels or some shit like that my i think my first apartment the dude had cable and it was like yeah it was like 20 channels there's a couple of movie channels it was like basic cable back in the day you know um equivalent but the the whole like 150 200 i go back to america i'm looking at like how many fucking cha- it, like the channels are like rabbits they just multiply every time i go back like it's like dude but um here you know now is last time i was like there's a specialized channel for everything i'm so behind the time like fuck this is crazy but you know whatever whatever you do compete but here in japan it's not really like that so the best you can really do is is like cable and they're trying to diversify into streaming everyone's got streaming service now so like japanese people will generally watch regular tv but it's just like shitty ass dramas talk shows and news you know it's like 90% of the shit that's on TV, Japanese TV. Yeah, pretty much dramedy, dramas, comedy, talk shows, news, food shows, daytime talk shows, and like, that's about it, you know? So young people aren't really interested in that shit, and so they're not going to pay for TV, and they're damn sure not going to pay for NHK when they can just get their news from Twitter. A lot of them don't even have a computer, uh, don't even have a TV. Um, so I'm, I'm totally sure that their numbers are going down. So which means that they'll definitely need to like ramp up their fundraising efforts, you know, just to stay alive. So, so um, I'm not sure if that strategy will work with you, but um, if you can speak Japanese, just tell them you can't speak Japanese. If they know you can speak Japanese, then people tend to lean on you a bit more. Same thing, <laughs> same thing happened to me the other night. Like um, on Tuesday, I went out. I was out at like Tokyo Station and stuff. And I was going to meet a friend, excuse me, and um, Tokyo Station is a huge fucking station. It's huge, right? And so um, I was at the wrong side of the station, and I was, like, lost. And I knew if I went into the gate, went through, like, JR, um, I've talked about JR before, um, I can get on the other side of the station quite easily. But you you can't really walk through the gates like that for free, You, you know, like technically, uh, you you can do it in smaller stations, and a lot of times you can do it if you the person thinks you're lost. So especially if you're a foreign person, it normally works. But like waiting for my friend, I had a few drinks already. So so like, um, actually I met my friend like inside the gate, and then we walked out, and I was like, hold on, and I talked to the guy, I was like, I'll see my son, and he was like, oh, okay, that'll be 140 yen. I was like, fuck. So he basically the dude he looked a little bit like pissed off, but um, you know, I I just didn't protest because I had a few drinks in me and I was just like whatever. So basically I got charged like 140 yen, like a dollar forty, just for walking oh, I used the bathroom, so it was kinda worth it. But um just for walking through the gate. 
And then the next night, actually, um, the exact same thing happened. I walked through another station and I got to the guy like, and of course I used all English, like, oh, hey, excuse me. And <laughs> he was like, you going to JR? I was like, uh, I was actually going to work. I was like, yep. <laughs> blink, 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 you know, kind of thing. And he's like, okay. And then he just like, you know, scratched off the fee and just like, I walked through for free and just saved myself like, a, you know, a 10 minute walk around the station. So generally, uh, I would say those have been my results. Like, I generally, that was the only time I remember I could get, I got charged. And I mean, sometimes I do talk to people in Japanese, but again, Tokyo Station is such a huge station. And that dude just looked really, you know, bitter. So um, I would imagine he has to, it's such a huge station that they probably have to deal with people walking through all the time. Um, but regular stations is more of a thing, uh, accidental thing that can, that could happen. So, cause you don't want to like walk around Tokyo station from one side to the other. That's like a lot to do. It's like, no joke, like a 15 minute walk. So I'm sure he, he has to, they had to deal with that like a, quite a bit. So, you know, but whatever, you know, it, it is what it, it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, the NHK guy, he had to, um, whoa, I got totally sidetracked. Sorry. Um, but yeah, the point is, you know, he, he, you know, he, yeah, NHK was like, fuck you, you, you talk shit about us, we're gonna sue you for $45. And, you know, basically, it's kind of a Japanese thing, because it's kind of like, he can't pay it, because the whole premise of his political party is fuck paying for NHK. So they'll take him to court, and you have to pay lawyer fees. They'll, they'll just hurt in his pockets. They'll make him pay lawyer fees and all that stuff, because he talks shit about them on, on their own network, which is, which is kind of like, you know, meta, if you will. All right, let, let me go back. I have, I have several YouTube things for you guys, and then I'm going to get out of here, right? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I gotta talk about Halloween Don't worry, Halloween post-wrap-up post, post wrap, wrap up is, is coming too So we're gonna get like a pretty meaty podcast But let, let me just run through a few interesting things That came across my timeline on YouTube That I think you'll really enjoy watching I'm just gonna blast through these really quickly First one is this dude um, That Japanese man, something, something, something I forgot his name But if you type in that Japanese man The title of it is Don't Be That Guy This Guy at Starbucks don't be this guy at don't be this guy at Japanese Starbucks. And it's even for me it's a bit <sighs> even recommending this video is I gotta be honest with you guys, it, it kinda hurt me to watch it because it's basically a black dude going crazy, dropping the M bomb, saying fuck you guys to a bunch of people at Starbucks here in Japan. And this guy, he does a really good I like his analysis of Western people. He's a really open minded Japanese dude. And um I like the way he approached the conversation. You know, he reads, like, Japanese tweets and stuff like that. Also gives, like, both sides of the issue. But just as a, per as a black dude, I'm like, why the fuck are you doing this shit in Japan? Um, he explains the situation a, a bit better than me. I didn't watch the whole thing because it was, like, fucking 20 minutes. I was like, I ain't got time for that. But, you know, and especially it was just pissing me off, like, seeing how the dude overreacted, you know. But apparently, apparently you know, he was playing music loudly, out loud in, in a Starbucks and was told to calm down and freak the fuck out. Just don't be that. Basically, like the title says, you know, don't be this guy in at a Japanese Starbucks. Like, so just watch it yourself, especially um, if you're you know, a person of color, a minority or things like that, um, from probably from an urban area, just, you know, have that switch or that guard on. Dude, 
chill the fuck out here. You know, that doesn't really get you anywhere. The police were called. It was just bad. So, um, again, my apologies for the language and in, in that one. But, and yeah, it, it, it really did make me cringe watching it, though. But I got to just keep it real with you and just recommend watching it just to see. It, that shit doesn't normally happen here. I know at McDonald's, you know, you, can, you got sometimes, like, you know, crazy people shit going on in there. But Japan, you, no. Like, that's like a total outlier here in Japan. Um, but anyway, two things, two interesting videos came in my timeline as well. Um, mid, which one is this? Two of them, actually, two different channels now. Think about that. One is by on YouTube by Midwest in the Far East. No, no. How I recommend you watch is, uh, first one is Barrett Ishida, B-A-R-R-E-T-T, uh, I-S-H-I-D-A, um, my $950 a month Tokyo apartment tour. And he just has like a small apartment like on the outskirts of Tokyo. Um, not on the outskirts. Like he's in the boonies. I don't even know where the fuck he lives at. He's somewhere. But um, he has like a small ass apartment um, in a nice building. But, um, you know, for and, and, and gives a quick tour of that. And I'd say that's like pretty much a single person's type apartment that I would say his rent is so not nah, probably around that. But generally around that range is what you're going to be getting. Um, but he lives in a nice building, I think, just just from looking at it. But it's far. It's fucking far. Like, I ain't know where the fuck he is. And he, I think he's like a 20 minute walk from the station, which is fucking crazy. So, um he got screwed on that one, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> Just saying, like. But um, another one is uh, another relate. So I wanted to give not only that, but another side of it is uh, Tokyo Living detailed tour. Uh, what to expect to at two thousand at mark two thousand dollars a month, and that's Midwest in the Far East. So I'm sure if you look Tokyo, Tokyo Living two thousand dollars Midwest in Far East on YouTube, it should come up. I um, mean, this guy. Um, I won't say too much about this guy because I don't know what he does, but um, he. Um, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna leave my opinions to myself. Just living in Japan, seeing what's going on in his situation. But he has a nice apartment, you know, and um. The title can be a bit misleading. That's what it caught my attention. I was like, $2,000? Like, I know he's not paying like 200000 yen for it. So I just wanted to see what he was doing, where he was living, because 2000 or 200000 yen a month is a fuckload of money and um, for the apartment that he had. But um, I think he said his... For his average for his payment was a hundred and forty thousand yen, which is like fourteen hundred bucks for a two bedroom apartment. Uh, he has like a yard as well. He's on the first floor, um, pretty modern building. I'd say yeah, that 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 sounds about right. Somewhere near central Tokyo sounds about right. Um, he's lives in there with his fiance. I would imagine the apartment is in her name if you're watching it, um, because it's pretty doubtful for that amount of money that he would be the primary leaser on that apartment. Um, that's kind of what happened with me and my... I'm not just going to keep it real with you. That's what happened with me, me and my wife is when we started living together. Because, one, she's Japanese. Two, um, the type of job that she had, which is a whole other conversation. Um, even, you know, um, just her name was on the lease. So this situation, 
95% sure her name is on the lease. You know, unless he, even if he's working for like fucking Google or Facebook or, you know, like a top, like a lawyer in Japan, 95% sure her name is on the lease, right? I'm not 99% sure. Man, fuck it. Her name is on the lease. <laughs> okay. Let me just keep it real with you. There ain't no fucking way his name is on that lease. Like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's just kind of how, how it goes uh, here in Japan. Like, yeah, I remember even when I got my first apartment with my wife, I was a bit like, yo, what the fuck? Because this is a while back. You know, this is like 2007, I want to say. You know, things have changed quite a bit um, in Japan since then. But I remember, you know, when we got our, when we signed our lease for our first apartment and like we sat down with the landlord and it was this dude and he's just like looking across at the real estate agent's office and like he's like looking across at me and like the real estate agent has to like run through my statistics to him why he should rent the apartment to us like yeah this is her she's the one and this is her her boy we were dating at the time this is her boyfriend and he's from america you know and he's an english teacher and he's the guy's just looking at me like okay okay like like not suspiciously but basically what the what the real estate agent was doing was basically just you know co-signing for me that he's not gonna cause any problems so don't fucking worry but just because you know i'm a foreign person like the red flags go up and when we moved in the past as well i've been in the room like right across from a real estate agent where like you know he calls the landlord and you know it's like hey we got someone who wants to rent the apartment oh there's one more thing um one of the people is uh uh american or foreign is that okay and you know like every phone call like that's what happened like you know so just just to give you a heads up like i mean after a while i didn't like it i felt made me feel dirty but it's kind of some shit you sign up for we're living here unless you know you got enough cake where you can just you know boss up and be the man like that's the shit you gotta deal with you gotta take it up take up the pooper <laughs> and so yeah that's what i had to do until you know i get my bread right so that's it but but check out those two to get an idea about um what living here would be like again um the dude who's living in the more expensive apartment i would say even if you have the money don't expect to just be able especially if you're here by yourself don't be expected to just be able to waltz into a real estate agent and be like, yo, I like this apartment. Give it to me. Nah, you're going to need to jump through a lot more hoops like a guarantor, you know, like a lot of agency and pay more money and stuff like that. That if you are dating or in a relationship with living with a Japanese person and their name is on the lease, you won't have to go through. Like, And, and that's what I was talking about. Like apartment like that in that area, like a high demand, like stable kind of place. There's, they're not going to just give that apartment to the foreign guy, you know, because they'll just be suspicious of for a lot of different reasons. It, it, I know it sounds fucked up, but it is fucked up. But that's just kind of how things roll in Japan. And you just got to understand, like, that's the environment that you're living in. Hope it'll change in the future. But, you know, you can either complain about it. Like, I hear people complain about it all the time. But it's like, yo, go back to your country. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you know, what really, 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 what are you going to do? Are you going to write an email? Like, what are you, you going to do? Are you going to fucking deal with it? So just, just shut the fuck up and deal with it. <laughs> you know, that's how I, how I feel. That's my personality. Like, you know, complaining about it doesn't really do anything about it. So you just got to deal with the rules they're set or go back to your country. So, you know, I mean, you know, like I said, 
take it up the pooper. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I got a couple of more uh, really quickly. 29 things that exist only in Japan. This one's a bit touristy. I didn't get through the list. I got through like about five minutes of it. And I was like, this is way too long. I was thinking about talking about it on the podcast, but it was way too long. You can go through it if you're, you know, completely raw about about Japan. Um, go through it. Another, and, and that one's from Brightside. And now they're all over my fucking YouTube timeline now. Okay, um... Living Bobby, um, some dude, some, you know, traveling dude who's all over the fucking world, um, trying, trying an overnight bus in Japan. He's interesting. I actually looked at his site. He, he, I guess he, you know, he spends some time in different cities all over the world, but he spent some time in Japan and gives you kind of a touristy point of view from a lot of different things. Like, whoa, I'm on an overnight bus and whoa, I'm in like a fucking capsule hotel and ooh, look at this, you know? So if, if you've never been to Japan, you're coming to Japan you want to know what the fresh set of eyes, you know, living here is like. That's kind of what it's like um, touching down here. The way he talks about things reminds me of my first, like, you know, six months here. Just being like, whoa, look at all these buttons. Can you believe this shit? Like, kind of like that. So, um, check those out. Um, just, you know, for, for entertainment. All right, let me get to this last thing because I'm getting, it's getting kind of lazy. So it's already 1130th. Let me hurry up and try and wrap this shit up because I can do some other recording. Um, yeah, we're probably not going to get to an hour, but, um, we'll see. Fuck it. We'll see what goes on. Okay. So, um, so, so like a Halloween, I wish I had some, I wish I had like a soundboard. I could do some sound effects but i got nothing okay <laughs> maybe in the future a soundboard would be a soundboard would be nice just to push some shit <laughs> but we're not going that deep yet so all right what i got i got an interesting piece of history for you guys so so all right halloween in japan Let, let's work backwards right so current the current state of halloween in japan is that I, uh, wait, 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 before I get started on this, um, did I take a picture of it? Wait, ah, uh, yeah, um, just a, if you want to do a bit more reading, it, it didn't go too deep into it, but a, a bit of, from what I scanned through, again, I'm, I'm living it, and I'm not gonna sit there researching the whole fucking thing, right? But there's an article I did take a picture of in Japan Times, which is, uh, Halloween's rise in the 2010s provided Shibuya crossing with plenty of tricks and treats. Once again, Halloween's rise in the 2010s provided Shibuya crossing with plenty of tricks and treats. And that's a Japan Times article, right? And that gives a bit not too in-depth. Uh, it wasn't as promising as I thought it would be. But again, I'll just run through my personal history, um, more my living of Halloween, you know, in Japan. So, like it says, the 2010s is really when Halloween started to pick up here in Japan. But if we work backwards, currently this year, this is the first post-alcohol uh, Shibuya year of Halloween in Japan. And to my surprise, like the police were actually able, from what I could see in here, again, I, I, I didn't get as much... Um, I just, you, you know what happened, my schedule was like this week. I didn't really have time to like sit in front of the computer and um, look at uh, any of those video compilations. If you just go back to video compilation, Halloween Shibuya, again, S-H-I-B-U-Y-A, 
you know, Halloween Shibuya 2018, 2017. You'll see, you know, um, a lot of, like, videos taken on YouTube and stuff like that. I just haven't done 2019. I'm sure it'll be online in a couple of days. Or if it's not online there now, but I just haven't had the time to watch it. I've just seen some pictures on, like, you know, online, social media and stuff like that. And it seems like, to my surprise, the police actually were able to um, keep tabs and keep a wrap on, on everything. It seemed like people just just... It's not my thing, but they just walking around Shibuya, like, I don't know, taking some pictures, just just walking around Shibuya all night, like, makes no fucking sense to me, you know, but but of course you have, like, restaurants and things like that, people could go in and drink and, and whatever the fuck they want to do, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like, wandering around the streets all night is not my thing at all, even when I was in my 20s, like, I would not sign, I did not want to sign up for no shit like that, right, I I would go to a nightclub, even going to a nightclub, I really wasn't too into, once or twice I, I did, but it's just way too crowded, and everyone's weird, and, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, it's just not, like, oh, you know, nightclub is over overly packed, and it's just, you know, it just wasn't my thing, so, um, but, you know, I, I was with a group, so I sucked it up and did it for the group. But, um, whatchamacallit, like, uh, yeah, so this year was the first, you know, they had that, and it was pretty tame, pretty chill. Um, every A lot of stuff seemed in order. I read online, it was like nine people got arrested, including, like, a couple of young people, you know, for, like, grabbing butts and trying to steal wallets and stuff like that. But from what I've seen, there was a, a lot of police out there really making sure people kept it moving and stuff like that. Last year, if you if you go back and listen, was the year where, you know, it was like chaos and she was just, you know, some stupid drunk motherfuckers tipped over a truck. And that was the tipping point, no pun intended, tipping point to where the police were like cracking down on alcohol consumption and, and banned alcohol consumption in a general area around Shibuya. Before that, there was, you know, if you go back and listen, there was this increase year by year by year in the population, in the popularity of that I'm not going to rehash it again. Um, I talked about it two years in, two, two years in a row, uh, 2018, 2017. So just go back to the Halloween episodes you know, around that time if you really want more detail on that. Now, for me, um, I remember a time where uh, I believe the early 2010s, if, if my memory serves me right, where it, it was starting to pick up momentum, but Shibuya wasn't the designated place for Halloween yet. Rapungi was. And, you know, there were a lot of foreign people who were in Rapungi. And, you know, that was kind of that. And up until that point, um, Halloween hadn't really gotten mainstream acceptance in Japan. And there was actually a point, which I'm getting to now, where it was um, only for a strictly a foreign kind of thing. And actually a segment of Japanese people really disliked Halloween. And, and what I have for you guys, when I first came to Japan in 2004, um, it was kind of like a rumor I heard. Um, about like a Halloween celebration because, you know, there were a lot of foreign people there, but there was really no designated place to go. I'm guessing there were some, you know, nightclubs and stuff like that. But um, the one event for foreign people on Halloween was the Yamanote Line Halloween party. You know, and, and if you you heard me talk about the Yamanote Line, you know it's like the, the, the train line that's like a loop around central Tokyo and it's exactly 60 minutes and it just goes around in a fucking circle. So apparently what happened was um you know in the in the early 2000 early to late 2000s 
um, or the mid to late 2000s. I don't know how long it had been going on, but when I came here, you know, it was still rumored to be happening around, you know, English teachers and foreign people. Well, people would just, what it sounds like, people would dress up in costumes, get on the Yamanote line, and ride it around in a circle, I don't know, drinking or just doing something i don't fucking know you know um and it, but for me that's not my type of party in general and so even when i heard about it back then i was just like what the fuck like that's it like i ain't doing that shit you know it just wasn't my thing but but people did it you know and um it, i i heard about it every year and i some of my coworkers, you know participated in it and stuff like that but until 2009 and apparently, to, like, I heard, like, 2009, there was, was the year, the last year that it happened. And actually, I didn't really notice the description. But what happened, apparently, that year, there was this big, this clash between Japanese police and apparently Japanese nationalists and or Tucham people protested against the party. Some people were just like, we've had, had enough. And the police cracked down on the party and that was the last year it happened basically so um i heard about it that there was i heard riot but looking at there's a video actually that i stumbled upon because i was talking about this with a student the other day and i stumbled upon the video of the last year that it happened which is i I had never seen before and i think it's a pretty interesting piece of history forgotten history forgotten tokyo history that you can enlighten yourself on so it's yamanote halloween train 2009 Yamanote is Y-A-M-A-N-O-T-E, Halloween Train 2009. It's a video by Crash A Cat. Got like six subscribers, but he's got like, you know, 19,000 views on this video. And what it is is them like, you know, yay, we're going on the Yamanote line. <laughs> That's how I imagine them. You know, um, I, I watched it with no sound. Um, and I'm probably, I was, I was planning on watching it again before doing the podcast but i just didn't have again didn't have a chance to um and yeah you can you can kind of see the process because what happened what i heard happened and what i've seen pictures of that you know people who were going on the yamanote line were met with protesters with signs police officers trying to kind of discourage and block i can't really block them but in a japanese way prevent them from getting on the train and, you know, the protester signs were, like, English, but it was just, like, crazy shit. Like, you know, this is not your fucking country. Go to burn in hell. You, God, doesn't like your, you know, Halloween costume. I, I, personally, I think it was just, like, horribly translated. Um, not, like, anything religious. I think it was, like, just horribly translated from Japanese to English. Because I looked at some of the... Some of the signs had, like, English and Japanese. And you can kind of see... In Japanese, it makes sense if you're trying to cuss someone out like that. But in English, it just sounds like you're like a Bible thumper and you're just trying to like splash holy water on, on like somebody possessed by like a demon or something. You know, it was, it was, it was hilarious. But um, but yeah, at that time, like you know, so uh, it it was shut down, and so um, so you can kind of see if we go from there. You know, reverse back to history what what tends to happen sometimes is that you can kind of see a clear split from that 2009 incident i'll call it incident um where up until then halloween was not a culturally 
accepted or adopted thing into Japanese culture, and it was seen as a very much a foreign thing. And whatever, to whatever degree, those pe- Japanese people um, were unhappy with that event, you know, there was enough buildup of tension where a group was empowered enough to speak out against it. And when that happened, of course, Japanese police came up in defense of Japanese people, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that we got foreign people doing something disturbing the peace, if you will, which is, you know, into a degree which is enough to make some Japanese citizens openly and vocally protest against it. Of course, Japanese police are going to side with Japanese people and shut it down, right? That's my take on it, okay? Then from that point, it kind of, when, when, again, I was going out and things like that, not underground, but, you know, kind of swept under the rug a bit and continued to bubble up in, you know, of course still maintained um, group of foreign people. There were still a lot of foreign people in Japan at that point. But, you know, uh, I mean, there are a lot of foreign people not living in Japan, more foreign people living in Japan at that point. Um, and, you know, um, went into the nightclubs, went to the nightlife kind of thing. Rapungi is more of a nightlife area. And then as it started to bubble up, the Internet thing, I don't I don't know what factors contributed to become, getting its more mainstream success among Japanese young people. But in the 2010s, it's that kind of trend started. And I believe I remember if you uh, told you that one year first year where i released I, the article said around 2011 the first year i saw it, it was i went there and saw it in shibuya it was very much a thing but it wasn't solidified kind of thing i i could feel it was gonna be solidified in you know pop culture here in japan that next year just because it hit that breaking point of where okay it's like official this is a thing that people are doing now you know it, that was i think the year the first year it kind of was the the vibe kind of got to that status um and then from then on japanese people kind of took it over and it and now it's kind of like a majority japanese kind of thing and done in a very japanese way and i think foreign people take a backseat to japanese people actively and openly participating in halloween but in in you know I, that's just my take on how things progress here in japan i've heard it said like about there's festivals i won't really name um oh fuck it okay uh you know um there's a lot of different uh, i think in spring or summertime there's a lot of different festivals here in japan like you know jamaica fest thai fest things like that celebrating different cult african fest celebrating different cultures i know i've spoken with several jamaican people um the jamaican fest is very much not a jamaican thing it's very like i mean it's jamaican but i've heard from several jamaicans that it's not theirs you know what i'm saying it's not owned by them it's more of a japan jamaican fest if you will you know what i'm saying japanese people celebrating jamaican culture and the the so you would think that you know the native jamaicans in living in japan would take a central and active role in that you know the way things are set up the performances or the i don't don't know i'm not jamaican so i don't know exactly what you know the deal is but it's not authentic to who they are you know is is the vibe i get like you know several people is like yeah that's not for us it's for them you know i, I go i participate in but i know it's not my thing you know what i'm saying is so i can so 
uh, just to compare it to Halloween, if you can kind of imagine like a festival would kind of probably have that same element, I would imagine, where we're in it, but we're not in the front seat driving the car, if you will. Right. And so just to give you like a, a bit of a context, like how these things, you know, between foreign people and Japanese people can kind of flow. So I'm um, not saying that to discourage you, not saying it to fault anybody, but just remember Japan is a group oriented, you know, group oriented society. So it's like fucking school of tuna, you know, and, and when it starts to the tide turns and the group starts to go that way, it goes that way. And you're not really going to be able to, stem that tide or stop it you know what i'm saying but you can kind of predict it ride with it and and use that to your advantage to help you maneuver here in society is how i do it you know so but you could fucking complain and be bitter if you want to hey that's your fucking life you know <laughs> i'm just trying to tell you <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> all right all right um let me let me let me get out of here yeah it's been an hour i think that's been uh enough I, I i cleared the decks of everything i wanted to get you guys caught up on again a bit more information than i thought um you know from time to time schedule conflicts will arise so just stay with me uh i'm gonna stay with you guys and i appreciate you guys for rocking with your brother all right so let me get out of here and get some more stuff done to you so midnight and i got work tomorrow too so wish me luck and i'll holler at you later peace <laughs>